0: you're listening to the medic materials podcast hosted by mike turk emily yates and gerard cuomo all our current ems providers and educators with a combined 30 years of ems experience each month we discuss ems news medical science and review actual ems calls offering many educational opportunities to the listener portions of the calls have been altered to protect the privacy and immunity of all involved fingers so you know our our stovepipe? stove pipe
1: what is yes. <laughs> you know <laughs> 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 <Can I? laughs> it is biggest, no oh uh, <laughs> I know I held it in my hand <laughs> <laughs> okay. all right take it to the end zone for <laughs>
0: So, uh, <laughs> so I'm out snaking the pills. do Just stop um,
1: this. is a
0: <laughs> I'm snaking the pipe. <laughs> um, with, you know, the wire brush going, you know, all the, all the put I, I, time, it ain't working. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, you really can, like, make us stop talking by doing this. Um, and I don't know if it built up a static charge or what, but I went to put the end cap back on, and as I, as the metal touched, it went bang right up my arm, and I went, oh, fuck, shit. Shocked straight up the arm. Ow. Yeah, like bad, like it fucking hurt. <laughs> and then I went and struck I was by like, lightning, and I went to touch the pipe again, and it was still it was still charged because hmm. it phew, back in the <laughs> <laughs> I was once I unplugged the fucker, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> we're gonna let that dissipate.
1: Wow. Yeah, uh, I can't say I've ever gotten zapped by a chimney.
0: Now I can say that
1: <laughs> it was
0: like legit, and like ever since then, like every now and I got like tingles in my fried nerves or some shit, I don't know. They fucking hurt, though. Wow. Yeah.
1: I think I'm going to start with that. That's the intro to the podcast, everybody. <laughs> Welcome, Gerard, back to the table. <laughs> 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 completely random. <laughs> <Unbelievable> random story. <laughs> <laughs> A random
0: story. You know, he gets shocked by an exhaust pipe. Him.
1: <laughs> uh all right. <laughs> Hello and welcome, everyone, back to the uh, Medic Materials Podcast. My name is Mike Turk. I'm here with Kelsey and Emily, and in the greatest seat imaginable, we have Gerard back on the microphone for this month. <laughs>
0: so hi, buddy. <laughs> yeah,
1: but there's the there's, there's
2: cheering. <laughs> there's nothing hot down here.
0: That is true. I kept the heat
1: on for you guys all, my night. My all night. Once heat he my ass.
2: I am <laughs> actually relatively
1: okay. Yeah, and after his, you Pretty know, insane. weird comment that we may or may not have just heard in the <laughs> podcast, <laughs> I'm feeling very chipper and warm. How many sweatsuits do you have on, there. Emily? One. Oh. To keep my audience riveted. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so, as we said last month, um, we are having a, a BLS April. Um, we're going to showcase a, a very interesting call review uh, here in a second where. A BLS provider, in my opinion, really went above and beyond for not only Emily's favorite thing for patient <laughs> advocacy, but also treatments. And I think they were very aggressive in the way they treated this this particular person. So it'll be an interesting conversation um, and some learning points down at the end. So before we get into it, Kelsey, you have our weekly or biweekly rig check for us.
3: So, guys, Rig Check this week is going to start off with the YouTube page. We have officially reached 330 subscribers, so thank you to everybody that has subscribed. Mm -hmm. Check back every Friday at 2.15 to watch the newest educational video. If you're not getting enough information on the YouTube page, you can come join us over on Facebook, the Medic Materials group, and join over 500 members interested in EMS education. Feel free to post a question or discussion topic to get feedback from everyone in the group. Go check out our merch on Teespring to help support the podcast, especially now that Gerard's back. Feel free to go buy his donuts t-shirt. Thank you. Well, <laughs> 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 oh, they're cool,
0: man. They are. Dead. They are. Cool. We need
1: to, we Damn. really need to figure out what I say so we can have a group photo. Of all, of all of our t-shirts. t-shirts. Just have the yeah.
0: fans, like, write in. What does Turek say that could go a on a t-shirt? Besides this random
3: soon. noises that just come out
1: of his mouth. <laughs> <crowd. laughs> I'm the sound when generator. He says,
0: he says doing the devil.
1: Oh, what about the beaver one when I was like... There's our resident beaver, everyone.
3: Okay, guys, you can also support us by rating and reviewing the podcast on whatever streaming platform you listen from. And shout out today to our listeners in California
1: and in Texas. Ooh, woo. Kelly. Kelly
0: hopefully, in his house. Yeah, hopefully,
1: uh, <laughs> everyone in Texas is finally getting warmer. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of weird. Ice in Texas—you don't see that often, but hopefully hell um, is freezing over. <laughs> hell might be freezing <laughs> over. I was watching that movie, <laughs> so all right. So getting into the call review here, uh, we're going to start off explaining our system. It's a BLS transporting ambulance staffed with two EMT basics. Now, this particular area does not have their own paramedic coverage. They rely only on mutual aid from surrounding ALS districts. OK, so it's a BLS, you know, overall system. Um When dispatched, the paramedic crew, a typical paramedic response, is a transporting ALS ambulance with a paramedic and an EMT basic. Okay, so standard ambulance configuration. Um, The district in question, the BLS ambulance district, is mostly suburban with a heavy industrial presence, but also farmland. So it's more or less industrial with suburban with a couple random farms thrown in. That's where I like my food to come from right it industrialized areas
3: yeah, right but, you yeah. why not those you apples know? have a little smoky flavor
0: <laughs> right. yeah, that ain't apple religion, didn't um that's pfoa
1: <laughs> so your uh hospitals in the area you have a local generalized hospital uh 12 minutes away from the scene and you have an urban uh medical slash trauma center approximately 20 minutes from the scene uh, your initial dispatch is a Charlie Priority or a Priority 3 for those that use that. Uh, for a 43 year old female, altered mental status, bleeding from the head. Okay. Uh, the BLS crew starts responding. They arrive on scene and they're led into the residence by a male family member. They're led upstairs where they see a, f- uh, a female seated in a chair in the upstairs hallway just outside the bathroom. Uh, The home appears to be well-kept, non-cluttered, and you hear some random, like, kids playing in the background, okay? Um, As you walk up, you introduce yourself, you introduce your partner, and you notice that her hair appears matted on one side, and she appears to have dried blood all on her shirt. Anything that you guys are like, hey, this is weird so far. Any thoughts, questions, comments, concerns?
0: Seems consistent with the dispatch.
1: Okay. Seems at least consistent. Yeah. yeah? Yeah. Okay. So the primary EMT begins to speak with her. She is conscious, alert, and oriented to person and place. She's confused to current events and time. She's very slow to respond and seems... Very dysphasic now, remember that dysphasia is difficulty speaking and understanding language, okay, whereas like aphasia is the inability to speak and understand language, okay um so simply put, where are your guy's thoughts so far with this presentation does it Does anything concern you with how she's acting at this point in time
0: um yeah i I would like to know.
1: What happened? We, uh, we, we,
0: we, we, I mean, is this, how is she normally like this or is, she, or is this completely different presentation for her? Because, I mean, somebody could fall, hit their head, but they're still, you know, they still have these. Their baseline mentations. Baseline is like that, yep. you
1: know? And And we'll get there, but I'm going to foreshadow in saying this is not her norm, right? Norm mm-hmm. is conscious alert oriented times four. I mean, even four. before you
2: get there, it should be a red flag that there's blood everywhere and they're not alert and oriented times four. Mm-hmm. Even if that's a race line, you can kind of take that off the table later. But right now, with what we have, that's a red flag. Okay.
1: So the primary EMT does a, a really good job of starting to get a further detailed story. And Wait, time out. Is she still bleeding? All matted and dried. It's all matted and dried. There's no active bleeding that you can see. Okay? So she takes a while to get to her answers, but eventually she is able to tell EMS that she went into the bathroom and then found herself on the floor of the bathroom. She advises EMS that she was not in the bathroom for very long, and when asked about the blood, she cannot explain why there's blood on her shirt. No clue. Okay? Um, At this point, the lead EMT steps away and begins a discussion with the male family member, leaving the secondary EMT to do care and vitals and stuff like that. And the male family member informs this primary EMT that she's possibly been in the bathroom for at least three hours.
2: She's going to say, how does she know that she hasn't been there that long?
1: Well, <laughs> right. She's and only and oriented person in place. That's what she says. She says, I haven't been in there for very long. I was in there, but I wasn't in there for very long. Whereas the male says she's possibly been in there for three hours. She said um, to him that she woke up with a headache this morning and that she was going to lay down after taking some Tylenol. She went upstairs, entered the bathroom, and he just figured that she needed to use the restroom before lying down. Him and the rest of the family left for the store. They returned about two and a half hours later. He returned home and she wasn't up yet. So he went upstairs, went to the bedroom. She wasn't in bed. Went to the bathroom, found that the bathroom was still closed. Found that the bathroom was also locked. No answer when he pounds on the door. So eventually he broke into his own bathroom and finds her uh, face down in a puddle of dried blood on the floor. She's very uh, confused and semi-alert. This is when he decided to get her up, call Nine one, one and boom, here we are. Okay. She so, doesn't remember
3: any of this. She just remembers bathroom and now here I am. Correct.
1: So to me, that is highly concerning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Very highly <laughs> concerning. You you have a, a period of unresponsiveness that might be hours. Yeah. Could be 10 minutes. Yeah. It could be three hours. Right. We don't know exactly when she hit the floor. Was she out before she hit the floor? Right? We would have to yeah, assume. Why did she fall? Why yeah. did was she, she normally
2: fall, right? before? I know she was complaining of a headache, but was she confused
1: before? No. Not according to the story that I have. She was, she was complaining of a headache and whatnot before. Took some Tylenol, went upstairs. All, all was right in the world, minus Annelas. the headache. You know? But now, she was, you know, she was found semi-alert, very confused. And here, now she's remembered dysphasic. You know, she's still confused. You know, she's at least more alert now, but there's still something significant happening here, right? Uh, During the time that the primary EMT was getting all of this other information, the second EMT evaluates her head and finds a one-inch laceration to the right side of the skull. No active bleeding, and it's fully scabbed. Uh, They also obtain a baseline set of vitals. she has been a
2: while. Yeah, but even three hours is That's not going to scab.
1: Enough, yeah. Maybe dried blood, maybe or
2: okay. Did she I, have I... a fall yesterday, and now she's altered? Is this a question. slow bleed?
1: Right. Okay, but would see? Would she be in a puddle of bu- blood though? If you know, but do we think the fell... bleeding
2: is from the scab? Is from that location?
1: They don't find anything else. I okay. mean, it could be that. I mean, I'm taking it directly off of what these providers gave me, so it could have been that they just assumed that it was was scabbed, but maybe it was dried and like a pulmonary clotting, you know, kind of thing. Just with
3: some hair and stuff, I mean.
1: Okay. Um, but there's no active bleeding. We will say instead of scabbed, we'll say it's clotted. Okay. Uh, they have also obtained a baseline set of vitals. Manual blood pressure one fifty six over one twelve. Palpated heart rate is one hundred and regular. Respiratory rate is twenty and regular. And an SpO two of ninety six percent on room air. GCS they conclude is fourteen a four four six. And uh, the secondary EMT also is able to obtain that she is currently nauseous with a feeling of global fatigue like she is just tired and fatigued so hearing all of this new information where are your guys heads right now you're the providers on scene
0: Mm. medications let me get a detailed history
1: okay so go into the go into the sample yeah. Realm of things, okay. Especially while you have the family member, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Because is she going to be able right. to give who it? Knows who know- who knows? Who knows? Right? Um,
0: Let's do a BG while we're at it. We're just, you know, because we did have the episode.
1: Okay. I like going for a BG. Yeah. Um, what about the potential? You know, running diagnoses here. Like, you're. What are you guys thinking that could be wrong with her? Other than like sugar? Do we want to get a stroke exam? Yeah. Do we absolutely. Want to get a neuro. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I would go neuro here, right? With trauma, maybe it's yeah. trauma yeah. related or, or non-trauma non, uh, related. Way. And trauma was secondary. Yeah, either, yep. way. either way, I think is uh, is the right way to go. So uh, the primary EMT comes back into the uh, the conversation here, and uh, they decide to go right ahead with the stroke uh, exam. Sure. I think that's awesome, right? Um, they find global weakness. Both hand strengths are diminished, but there's no pronator drift. There's no facial asymmetry. Her speech is clear. However, she is still having trouble finding her words, formulating sentences, and getting them out. She will, but it takes her a long time to get there. Um, They go down the road of sample. They gather a full, you know, medical history, um, and the secondary EMT heads outside to grab the stair chair for extrication. Mm -hmm. Um, anything super relevant, medical
3: history, blood thinners, anything like that?
1: So out of her and the family member, um, they get a history of hypertension, coronary artery disease, and asthma, meds, aspirin, metoprolol and a uh, albuterol inhaler with no allergies. The family interjects, however, and reports that she has been waiting on insurance to refill her hypertension meds for almost two and a half weeks. So she hasn't had I'm at least one of her that. medications for almost three weeks. Right. Okay? The <laughs> right, important
0: right. one. You can just take people off of beta blockers like it was nothing, right? Right. Just, just not going to cause a stroke, off, stroke or on, anything? Right. right. Oh, no, well, it's done. Done.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> so, you know, it, we're... We're looking at this going, okay, she hasn't been on metoprolol, her beta blocker, which is treating, I'm assuming because she's not on anything else, it's treating the hypertension and the coronary artery disease. Because typically, they do beta blockers for coronary artery disease as well. I know. That's, that's a hard one to spit out. Coronary artery disease. I'll get it. Say it 10 times fast. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think, you know, not having that, you're looking at blood pressure going. Okay, she was what 156 systolic. Yeah, 156 yeah. over 112. And
2: 112 diastolic is more and, concerning for yeah. me, right? <laughs>
0: but is Let's that? Say, I mean, I've seen people, you know, hey, I'm 180 you know, systolic. Okay, but your diastolic is 80. Okay, well, I mean, it's something to think about. But we, you know, I'm not jumping up and down. Yeah, I start seeing triple right. digits on the bottom. That's when I started. Yeah, right. right. And, and somebody now somebody is, this, is this... It's
3: starting to make more sense, but it doesn't mean it's any less concerning with the way she's presenting.
1: Well, and that's it. Right. That's where that's where my next question is. Is that more concerning to you guys thinking, okay, is the blood pressure reflective of the fact that she hasn't been taking her meds? Or is it reflective of possibly what's going on with her?
2: So I think you have to take this, Sargerard, no, 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 as no. don't... <laughs> This is one of my biggest pet peeves in EMS is you find an abnormal finding and you fit it into a scenario you want. Like, okay, well, you're hypertensive, but, you know, maybe you just didn't take your blood pressure meds or maybe they're having a stroke because hypertension is a sign of increased
1: ICP. Right.
2: So, like, don't fit this into something you want it to fit in. Just take it for
1: what it's worth. We've we've talked about confirmation bias because that's exactly Mm. what this is. It's going, ooh, I'm going to make this. A blood pressure issue. Right,
2: okay, so she's hypertensive hypertensive because because she hasn't taken her meds, and, you know, she might be a little confused because she had a concussion. Right. That's fine. Mm -hmm. And now we just totally threw out the whole neural thing and made an entire situation for herself. I
3: mean, I think it's good to ask, especially, like, let's say she's perfectly fine, she's feeling a little shaky because her blood pressure's that high, well, then it's probably just a blood pressure problem. But with the way she's mentating, it's most likely... Maybe a combination of both, but and people will go and, and, and say like, doctor. oh, well, she
2: had a headache before, so her blood pressure is probably elevated then too, causing the headache, mm-hmm. or she's having a stroke.
3: But she was also she's also covered in blood, so and you've right. got a secondary problem. And all of this
1: could also happen from trauma, yeah, and that's yeah. it. Yeah, well, and that's it. You know? So there's so many different route of pathways to be
2: so could possibly it, traveling right. down. Could the hypertension be from not having medication? Yeah, but that's also going to cause something else, right?
1: You're the not just going to be like, oh, I have a 156 walking around blood pressure right, like, and not have something going on. Right. So, Especially like you said, with a diastolic of a one, one teen, tw- 112. Yeah. Like if it was 156 over 70, like you said, right. okay, like, mm, okay, I'm 156 yeah. over 70 sometimes. Right. Like, like, okay, whatever. it's
2: high, but that's fine.
1: You'll live. Yeah. Okay. So at this point in time, the ALS mutual aid ambulance arrives on scene. Uh, the BLS crew are currently extricating the the female out of the house via the stair chair, and they move her into the ambulance. The medic moves into the ambulance as well. Now, they're all in the BLS ambulance, okay, the transporting unit. Uh, the Just for S's and G's, the medic unit's EMT does not make patient contact, just hangs outside the ambulance doesn't play clown car doesn't play clown car doesn't really feel the need to be in there the medic's gonna do their evaluation figure out that they may or may not take this call and then that is trusting yeah
0: because you know um, it's important to be completely disconnected from the call you're on i was gonna say i don't
2: ever trust a medic that much to not go assess a patient <laughs> but okay that hurts <laughs> sorry.
1: <laughs> sorry
2: sorry <laughs> have i ever dropped you off at a scene and be like good luck see you later no. I don't know. I always no, get that's out with you. I always get out with you.
1: That is accurate. That is accurate. Um, <laughs> so as any good BLS provider would do, the primary ENT, EMT begins to give a report to the paramedic. Uh, during the report, the medic begins to talk over the report and converses with the patient. I love it. And here we go. And I here, hate that. And we so, so it go. begins. <laughs> and so uh, it begins.
3: Wait, before we start, did they get a blood sugar?
1: Not yet. It's coming.
3: Okay. Well, it's like I just Literally didn't. the
1: next sentence oh, well. that I'm about to read. It's like I wanted oh, to make sure sugar. I didn't
3: miss it in my head. Maybe the nope. medic would have got it if you shut the fuck up.
1: Oh, Ooh. Ooh. oh. I hate oh. oh. when <laughs> Has there been a time where you've gotten talked over or something that's, I feel Once like there's twice. some bitterness there. There's a story that it's follows really that. Like really when you're giving report bitter.
2: at the hospital and they just start talking to the patient like, cool, I'm done. See ya. Yeah.
1: yeah. Goddamn fucking done nurses. Done. Fucking <laughs> nurses. They're evil.
2: <laughs> nurses are bitches. <laughs> so. This is
3: why I'm scared to give report to nurses. <laughs>
0: Just think of them as four CNAs. You'll be all right.
2: Oh, exactly. <sighs> Honestly. Yeah.
1: All right. <laughs> For all of our RN listeners that just got severely like, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> screw you. We love send you. Send us an email. Info <laughs> at medic I'll send it to Gerard <laughs> and Emily. <I> appreciate that. <laughs> Definitely deserved. <it.
0: laughs> oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> Let me scrape that off my foot real quick. Let's, let's
1: uh, I go. love it. So getting back, this medic decides he doesn't care about the report. He's just gonna start conversing with the patient. A second
2: I Bush and I am <laughs> trying. So we're <laughs> practicing for medic school right now. Uh,
1: and I'm trying to get to her goddamn blood sugar. <laughs> she won't get it because she won't let them give report.
3: I, I swear, if you, if you do
1: this as an intern, I'm going to hit you. I, just, I have a question. <laughs> I have a
3: question, and I didn't want you to go any further, because that question wasn't the blood sugar. Carry on. So, as somebody who works in a fly car system, we've had this conversation before that when you go on scene, you take everything with a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. I guess I'm wait for you just kind of like sit there wait for the report and like do you listen like I guess I'm asking like when you're sitting there like with the BLS crew and you're like okay this patient is like super sick or whatever and you take the time to listen to them how do you prioritize like I need to talk to this patient before like they decompensate say or getting the report critical thinking
0: actively listen to what they're saying yeah so I did work in a system they found
2: out all this information so they've done the work for the last 10-15 minutes and while I, I would say, like, take it with a grain of salt, but like, does it make sense? If you're looking at a patient, does that make sense to what they're saying? If it doesn't, then like, either reevaluate it and figure it out for yourself or move on. Right. Does and it like matter? I,
0: like, when I first started in the, the placard system I worked in, when I wasn't familiar with all the BLS crews in the area, I would actually listen, actually stop and really listen to what they had to say because I didn't know them, you know? So I really need to hear everything they have to say. Take all that information in and then go ahead and do my assessment and everything else. Once you get to know someone and, you know, you work with them over and over again, then, you know, sometimes a lot of that,
1: you know, can be. Becomes easier. It's a little easier easier. to pick through. Yeah. 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 And, and I would second everything that they say in that, you know, when I go on scene as a fly car medic, I intently listen. I take the time. So if it's, if it's something where I can take 30 seconds to listen to a report I'm going to take that 30 seconds. If I have to step in and start treating the patient, well, I can do two things at once. I can I can actively listen to what you're telling me and start to evaluate my patient. It just takes a little bit of time to be able to do that. So if you're a brand new like fly car medic and you're and you know, when I first started on the fly car, I was very apprehensive to getting reports because This is the first time ever where I'm coming in hearing a story that I haven't gathered myself. Mm -hmm. And and it was very like, can I trust it? I don't know these people. I have to Mm -hmm. learn them. And I would find myself being like, hey, guys, thanks for the report. It was great. I'm going to kind of ask the same things over again. And I would explain to my patient like, hey, I know you just did all of this. I'm just going to ask a couple other ones. They might be repeats. I'm sorry, whatever. Um, and most of the time, nobody. Yeah, as long as you say that ahead of time, you won't get the,
0: I already answered that damn right. and
1: Right, and, mm-hmm. the, <laughs> and <laughs> the, <laughs> the providers really didn't sit there and go, oh, oh God, well, why didn't you just too, listen, listen to me? To kids. You yeah. know, um, I, I think that's the yeah. way to go about it. You know, as as yeah. respectful as you can. That's just it, be respectful. You're, you know? I would never come in and you guys are in a truck and you guys are trying to tell me stuff, and I'm like, Tch. and I'm then talk. ask the like,
2: same things that we right. just could you did. you
1: imagine
0: shushing her? Exactly. <laughs> oh. She'd
2: kick you out of the
0: ambulance. Seriously. I have. Oh, no.
2: Not him
1: specifically. But you
0: just know <laughs> she <laughs> got a switchblade on her. <laughs> but,
1: but that's it. Like, I could not imagine. I, I couldn't imagine being the EMT provider or the medic provider who would just dismiss. No.
2: But then think you of know? the patient's view of that too. Right. I don't. I wouldn't trust yeah. anybody anymore. Right.
1: right. Yeah. Yeah. It,
0: it just. It's like, why doesn't he care what she's doing?
2: Yeah. Or, like, she, know, oh, yeah. she just did this, but he doesn't. I just, as yeah. a patient, I would not yeah. like that at all.
0: Yep. Yeah. I mean, and like you said, you know, after a while, it's funny because as we were talking about this, I hadn't even thought about it in a while, but yeah, after a while working with this, like, one BLS crew over and over again and having to always just be around uh, on the days that I was on, I remember going to one where it was a. Uh, show up and they're applying a traction splint to a broken finger you know no guess we're here what happened mm-hmm. but I drop down I'm already putting an IV in and they're talking to me and we're just they're giving me the report going. and yeah. I'm just like okay you know everything that was done and the whole story of how it happened and yep. all that so yeah, it, yeah you just I, I know when I the first time I went with them it was I'm not doing anything until I hear what they have to say right you know so yep.
1: so that's how I would go about it so getting back um as this paramedic starts conversing with the patient, a uh, the primary emt goes, Well, I can't talk, so I guess I'll get a set of vitals. They get the second set of manual vitals. Oh, good for him. And or her. the BP yeah, Probably exactly her. Probably her. <laughs> um the it's BP- definitely not me. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> The manual BP returns as 166 over 110. Mm. Heart rate is 96 and regular. Respiratory rate is 20 and unlabored. SpO2 is 94% on room air. And a blood glucose is taken. It is 96 milligrams per deciliter. The medic, in their asking, um, asks her about this hypertension history, right? And she slightly nods. In the direction of yes. Now she's so should not really my hands not really giving a yes or no, but the this paramedic takes it as yes, but she's She's just just acknowledging that he's talking. Feeding into the the we're feeding into the confirmation bias here, right? The primary EMT butts in and wait,
3: is it because she can't answer or she doesn't want
2: to?
1: Don't have that information.
2: They didn't wait to find out.
1: Okay.
3: In my be. mind, if she can't answer now, she's that much further down mm-hmm. that she's decompensating, or if she just doesn't want to because you were just a jerk, well then go her. Like it totally could be
2: either either one
3: okay. at either, that
0: point. In either time. way, it doesn't matter. The fact that yes. she, that this is not her normal presentation.
1: Is, 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 is Any alternative of status yeah. is a red flag to me. Yeah, yeah Absolutely. So. The primary EMT being the rock star that they are completely butts into this conversation and them. says, listen, paramedic, she hasn't taken her meds for her hypertension in two and a half weeks. And the medic just goes, OK, yeah, cool. Gathers the information, continues to yeah, talk to her. Where's the here? metal clipboard
3: yeah. when you need it?
1: Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here's a clipboard. Whack. A little oxygen therapy. Um. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> the uh, the medic continues to speak to her. She's now even slower to respond, but does give mostly correct answers to questions. Now I say mostly because that's how it was worded to me. I it is unknown
3: what so she answered right, or wrong. what she
1: answered right. right or wrong, or how she answered right or wrong to us. So take it with a grain of salt. She's currently complaining of fatigue and nausea with head pain. The medic does not offer any questions regarding the fatigue and tells the primary EMT that in in accordance with the story, she appears to have fallen while in the bathroom, hit her head, suffered a lack, and may be concussed.
2: Oh, God. I feel uh, like I just said that. Hey. Yeah, that's, <laughs> did, you see the, did
1: you see the ear-to-ear grin Do as I you know were saying person? that? Going, she didn't read Christ. my notes. She doesn't know anything, <laughs> but she's called the Jesus. rest of this call. Well, that, that doctor
0: can go back in service, right? Huh? That doctor can go back in service, right? Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Time for a nap. <clears throat> so now that they are, you know, fallen with a head injury and maybe concussed, according to this paramedic, uh, the paramedic does their due diligence and proceeds to deem it BLS for the EMTs to transport, Woo! Dude stating diligence. there is nothing ALS that they will do for her. Oh, that's my favorite. Gets out of the ambulance... Gets back in their truck, calls in service, this is where and drives like, away.
0: I would really like to put the you know family feud, <laughs> <in the context laughs> itself, you know.
1: I like it. it sure no. makes sense. <laughs> 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 so I, I wanna I wanna transition you guys into being that primary EMT at this, you know, at this sp- spot in time. What is What is your rebut to that? Like
3: I mean it's not like you can be like please. Like that's not gonna get you anywhere.
1: Oh she knows knows what to say. (laughs) There's a a great phrase. See, I hate using that. Like I never use that as an EMT. The oh I'm not comfortable with that. I never
2: used it as an emt either. But if I
1: Yeah. Well (laughs) ask
2: if they have chest pain. Fuck (laughs) off. I make everybody have chest (laughs) pain.
0: That's not what I taught you.
1: It was a target at him. Yeah. (laughs) Those damn 12 leads. I can't, I physically don't have it in my soul to turn over someone BLS after I obtain a 12 lead. So even if they're the they psych patient, that these, is uh, these EMTs feed in. Are you having chest pain? Oh yeah. Now that I you <laughs> know, know that you, now that you mentioned it, I am having chest because pain because these EMTs damn. are dealing with
2: medics like this.
3: Your schizophrenic patient that <laughs> thinks they did drugs earlier. Yep,
0: well, well, they did. It, oh yeah. You know, and in this instance, honestly, probably not, I, I I wouldn't fault them because you know they would probably if I was an EMT in this situation, I'd want to get out of like this being turned over to me any way I could. Mm-hmm because that's it, it ain't right.
1: Right. You know. And really from a from a you know, ALS standpoint, you know, for altered mental status, we're going to go through all of our, you know, it, our assessment tools and figure out okay, what of these could be causing the altered mental status. In this case, you might not do a lot. However, the possibility that they are going to decline is significantly there so even if right even if you don't do anything you watch them and and hopes that you don't have to rsi them later right right? it it doesn't make any sense to me why this wouldn't go with a paramedic yeah and let's be honest i mean because they're
2: concussed
1: Yes. That's it. So, okay, so, so differential diagnosis is here. With everything that you guys have heard so far, you're the primary EMT. What are you guys thinking off the rip here? I know what I'm thinking. Stroke. I'm thinking bleed. bleed I'm thinking stroke. something yeah. neuro. I actually,
2: I don't know if I've decided if I think it's a bleed or...
1: I think it's a bleed. I, I think it's a hemorrhagic stroke. The, the, I
2: think it totally could be.
1: But the thing is, is... We don't have the equipment to determine. Yeah,
2: any my X-ray vision's
0: broken. Right, yeah, but yeah, my mother's <laughs> CT machine that I carry yeah. in my back pocket. Yeah, no, it it's, doesn't. And left know, it at home today. All right today. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, and I agree. You know, there's nothing to say like,
0: oh yeah, you know.
1: All the I more mean,
0: reason to ride this in as as the paramedic. Yes. Number one, for those of you who don't understand what cups is, maybe somebody could do a video. It'll be out one Friday. Um, <laughs> but this is definitely P. This is potentially unstable. Yep. This is where you need to be because we know where her, her baseline mental status is right now. We start rolling down the road, and all of a sudden she starts going, that whole RSI thing, that's going to come into play right effing now.
1: I wonder if you we know? could make that into a t-shirt. Right? Like, just have like, an EKG <laughs> rhythm and then go, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> well, I mean, you know,
0: Torsage, ladies this is down. where This is where, you know... Weird stuff can happen, especially when you're talking about neurons and people who have hit their head, whether, it, you know, she stroked out before she hit her head, which even worse, Mm -hmm. you know, or this is all from the head injury. Right. This is where, you know, this is a time-critical patient, and this is, you know, meaning I want them to be diagnosed by people with the right equipment like yesterday. Yep. I
1: agree. 100%.
0: This is where the potential for declining can can come in. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: So this primary EMT adamantly is very concerned with the medic's decision to BLS this said patient. Um, They believe she is not concussed, um, but could be having a neurological event like a stroke, hemorrhagic stroke, bleed, whatever it might be. You know, that's where their thought process is going uh and before the paramedic leaves they openly voice this concern to the paramedic they actually do their due diligence which i think this this emt is a fucking rock star in that instead of just going hey paramedic i'm uncomfortable you have to take this they actually go down this is why this is why right they explain
0: this crew dressed up like kiss Huh, you keep pulling him a rock star, and I'm just like, did he come out looking like Gene Simmons? You know?
1: But you know, you got to think like, you don't see at least in the EMT spectrum that I've seen, yeah. you don't see a lot of EMTs like this, yeah, no. right? That can actually. Right.
2: This is what I found, and this is why it's concerning for me,
1: right? You know, so this EMT explains there was an unknown downtime. Right? Possibly up to three hours. A headache prior to the period of unresponsiveness, and she's been consistently altered with the hypertensive blood pressure. None of that is consistent with just yeah. a concussion, concussion and oh you'll be fine.
0: And the fact that her last normal is three hours, to me, that's okay. In lights go. Because right. we have we are now, yeah, you're, we're, we're you're now in your, your window, yeah. Right?
1: You're you're still within your window, yeah. but you're now narrowing the end of your window. Yeah. Um, the medic in rebuke to this statement tells the EMT that the blood pressure, of course, is caused by be- not being on the medication. Right. And they say, in refuting the thought process that this person's having a stroke like event, says there's no facial drooping, no pronator drift, oh, no one sided weakness to indicate a stroke. Because people that have strokes always only have those things, and there's no evidence that she was unconscious. <laughs> Or that she was unconscious for a prolonged period I of yeah, time. Yeah, we just like to I sit in the bathroom, bathroom, bathroom for three hours.
0: And then I woke up on the floor, and I don't know why I'm bleeding. Right. There's no
3: doesn't evidence doesn't even remember of un- waking up on the floor, either. Right. She remembers bathroom. Oh, you're oh, here I now. The
0: evidence was obtained illegally, so it was thrown out of the <laughs> call. I <laughs> oh my God. All right, continue, Your Honor. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, it, like... The EMTs will disregard the everything other thing, that, that patient said.
2: Yeah. yeah. The other thing that I want to put out is... The Cincinnati scale that we use pre-hospitally mm-hmm. had this discussion. We just talked about this this week. So mm-hmm. the Cincinnati looks at like thirteen percent of your brain. Yes, it's nothing. So people will come into the hospital and be like, "Oh yeah, their Cincinnati was negative, mm-hmm. but they're not speaking right, or right. you know, they're at, they're off Is their, their a baseline." In line? Right? Did you check? Cranial it nerves? still makes yeah. a difference. Yeah. So I understand that we're taught Cincinnati, or you're taught whatever pre-hospital scale you're talking about. But there's so many more spots in your brain that you can have a right. stroke that is not going to present as unilateral right. weakness or you know pronator drift i don't think i've ever seen pronator drift
1: i've seen it like I'd twice seen it once. But, i don't yeah. think
2: i've ever
0: but no the, i mean the whole uh dysphagia thing i mean remember that dude i told you about um, that one call where again i was in the, the fly car system that i worked in where i was the only paramedic and you know a call dropped 30 minutes away for a diff breather i was with somebody that had some just some leg weakness mm-hmm. and uh yeah. you know he just had a hard time getting up you know for no reason but he talked with this like little lisp and uh i ended up finding out that one of the people that was there was his father and i just happened to ask i said yeah i'm not trying to you know be weird or anything but does he normally talk that way And it was just this very subtle lisp Mm-hmm. And his father goes, no, that's only been like the past day or so. Yeah. I went, yeah, okay, I'm not going to Red the hospital. either. I'm staying yeah. here. Red flag. And, and that's he, it. And the dude stroked out
1: in front of me on the yeah, way to the hospital. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and these are the types of things that I think this EMT was cluing in on, was this dysphagia yeah. and right. and that fatigue feeling, right. the headache, the nausea. Everything's all, pointing to a neurological event. All of these are pointing towards some sort of neurological event, right? So um, I, I'm... I'm in the camp of, you know, this this EMT handled it like a champ. I think using evidence-based, you know, like, here is symptoms. Here are why these symptoms don't add up. You really need to look at these. Yeah. Really was a, was a good move. Like, yeah. it, it's one thing to go on to a scene, especially being, like, the the next provider coming in and being like, hey, I want to do this. Right. And the other one's like, no, I don't want to do that. And instead of just going, no, we're going to do that, give them a reason. Give right. them evidence-based reasoning as to why you might be more correct. And I think this was perfect. Mm-hmm.
2: And good for him for advocating, too, because how many people and how many times do you hear this like, oh, I'm comfortable with everything as an EMT. Like, yeah, you could be comfortable with everything, but your patient needs more than that.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. So and that's, that's fine
2: and dandy. I'm comfortable with everything, but that doesn't mean I can take you know the best patient care right. on and every patient yeah, i just
0: can't and exactly what we were talking about the, the you know the best thing for this patient was to have the paramedic get everything set in place get the 12 lead on get an iv mm-hmm. get everything set in place so if anything did happen you're ready in case yeah. you are you're, ready you're, ready you're just life. there
1: yeah yep so so moving on the uh the primary emt tells his partner just. Get us the hell out of here! Start driving to the urban medical center.
3: But they've just kidnapped, kidnapped,
1: lock the
2: door. Drive. Do you want to at that
3: point? Yeah, I I wouldn't even want to. I
1: I, I would have. have I would have done what this EMT does and just been like, "Fuck it, let's go."
2: Yeah, they right? advocated well, yep. and then when you're not going anywhere, time is of the essence. Let's go.
1: Right, and and when the doc goes, why didn't this come into ALS? Be like, oh, here you I go. got here's a great agency. story. Here's here's the uh, the medic. Here's their agency. Here's going to be my copy of the chart where yeah. I, you know, throw horrifically throw him under, throw under the, him bus. Under the <laughs> bus and sit the bus on top of him. Don't worry, it'll be here in about two hours. Check that fax machine. It wasn't such Check a, a time
0: critical thing. I was like, all right, you can get to the next district and call. Hey. Hey, we need an ALS intersection. Well, and get so depending and on, on where they come from, <laughs> too. and that's something
1: yeah. you know that these guys could have done. Right. Okay. So well, you're just it's, gonna waste more time. So. Right. You're just gonna waste more time. It's a 20-minute drive to the to the hospital from where they are. I don't think get them there. Okay. So the the EMT, this primary EMT, begins the transport and she remains altered. Okay, just like she has been mm-hmm. fluctuating through the whole call eight minutes into the uh, into the drive she becomes very lethargic we go. to the point yeah. where she's more that. responsive to verbal commands than just being Bad. alert shocker. and confused <laughs> yeah shocker where's our shocker button like right. we need an easy button but shocker <laughs> um, the uh, the EMT uses this time to be very aggressive they measure and place a BLS airway which she accepts cool. no issue. Right? Another set of vitals is taken. Manual BP is 178 over 118. Mm. Heart rate is 76 and regular. Mm. Respiratory rate is now 12 and shallow. Okay. SBO2 is 89% on room air, and it is 13 minutes into the transport. They got seven minutes left before they get to the ER.
0: And she is roused. Is her speech the same, or is it getting worse?
1: Uh, she's responsive to voice at this point in time and doesn't really offer okay, any so speech. So, so we have declined oh, okay. in the course of.
3: It's your nod, minutes. yes, your thumbs up. That's about it.
1: Yeah, you, not if, that, not even, yeah. if that. If that. Um, and, and I'm speculating, but but (laughs) we're there, (laughs) (laughs) we were on our (laughs) way. Now we're here. Right. So this EMT begins aggressively doing ventilatory management and goes, I'm just going to bag them. Um, they're still at a rate of 12. It's shallow, but their room air sat is terrible. You know what? I'm just going to start bagging. Um, in, Speaking with the provider, they felt that because the mental status was declining so rapidly um, and seeing that decline in the respiratory rate and the SpO2, uh, they felt that this person was more inclined to be heading down the road of like Cushing's. Mm -hmm. That's where their thought process was going. I figured that was a great point to throw valid, in here yeah. in kind of hearing their thought process. Yeah. Right. I don't know what's going on in there. That's the worst case scenario. I'll go with it. Right. Yeah. You know, and aggressively getting into the ventilatory management yes. and, you know, and supporting that effort, I think early is really good because now you're like, Oh, okay, well if they're herniating and you see Cushing's, well, I'm not waiting until they don't have a respiratory right. drive to start breathing right. for them. These, this guy was on it. Right. Um, And because they're now busy doing ventilatory stuff, their EMT driver, the secondary EMT, calls in the radio report and a stroke page to the hospital, and um, eventually when they get to the hospital – they are still attempting to provide BVM ventilations to maintain uh, the rate of one ventilation every five to six seconds. No other vitals were taken. The uh, SBO2 does increase to 100% while on the BVM at 12 liters of oxygen. Uh, once they're inside, they're, um, the patient is unloaded to a room, not a CT scanner uh, initially. And ultimately, the, um, the ER team rsis are on the spot um then once they have the you know airway in place then they're went to the ct scanner and and i think that's a you know yeah Yeah. i mean how can you bvm in In a a ct and at this point she's being bvm for maybe 10 minutes so is she like
3: willingly accepting it or is she still fighting it
1: oh no she's at this point willingly accepting the ventilatory management. Um and uh once they uh take her to the C T scanner, the C T shows a massive bleed. Golf ball size bleed. Which is big. That's I mean Yeah for your brain. Fucking golf ball in your brain. You don't
2: really have a lot of room to play up there.
1: Right. Tiny head. Yeah God
0: didn't leave enough room to play through.
1: And uh,
0: Uh, (laughs) You know, golf terminology for our, our golfers out I, there. I just
1: got what you yeah, were saying. Yeah, yeah there's, there's definitely not enough room to play through.
3: Aha, uh-huh, golf. The
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> there,
0: um, will, there will be a small segment of the population that will get that joke. But...
1: Maybe or maybe not, they're listening. It, I thank you
0: and salute you for
1: it. <laughs> so, Shout out to are, all the golfers yeah, today. <laughs> what are your overall thoughts of the management of this this lady the the care that was done the emt the medic what are what are your guys overall thoughts before i get into a little bit of education stuff i think just, they did a great I job mean, yeah, EMT's, i think this EMT's this is good medic bad <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> i think Mantir- they did a great <laughs> job advocating for what the patient needed fighting their point you can't change everybody's mind do what you got to do and move on mm-hmm. i like
3: that,
1: that they knew when to stop
2: yeah, yeah absolutely
1: and I think that's a good thing, too, is, like, you always need to understand when, at least as a medic, like, when sitting on your hands and doing nothing is the best, you know, treatment plan for the for the patient. But also at the BLS level, like, when to just be like, you know what, dude? It is what it is. Let's go. Fuck you. Yeah. Right. I will do this because I'm capable, you know? I don't know if, you know, a lot of other EMTs would have done this.
2: And I—, I they did a really great job after they got turned over. After this patient was turned over, BLS to keep doing their job, right? Not like, oh, well, the medic said it's BLS. I'm going to sit here and watch. I'll start my, right. I'll, set I'll, start the, start my yeah, I'll set Yeah, I'll set those vitals every. Maybe I'll do every five, yeah, just because well, you know they're hypertensive, right?
0: And I'll just start getting keep them, they're,
2: assessing. They're nice. You can do neuros. Yep, just the same as the medic can. Mm-hmm. It doesn't change when you go to paramedic school. Right. Yep.
1: Yeah. I like it. So going over, we had mentioned Cushing's. I wanna, I wanna touch base on on yeah. That's it.
3: That's your T-shirt. I'm having such a hard time talking today. Are
0: you stroking we'll out have on us? the Tasmanian devil with angry eyebrows.
1: <laughs> In ending, I want to just hit a couple educational points. Um, Cushing's triad, a lot of people hear it also as like Cushing's reflex. Um, Symptoms of increased intracranial pressure. Now, typically when you get to Cushing's triad, you're already in a late stage of the game. You're already starting to see herniation. Herniation, for those that don't know, is when your brain, because of the Increased pressure within the skull gets literally pushed down through your brainstem. And brainstem gets janked, and <laughs> your brainstem gets janked through what? What is the what is the part that? Whoa, the whoa, brain, whoa, whoa! I is got the two part questions. That gets through
3: the frame and magnum. There
1: you go. There you go. I was like, wait, two questions <laughs> at once. Right. It was the same. It was the play. same oh, question. Okay. we were just going to um, ask it five different ways. It right the
3: comma again. <laughs>
1: uh, but because, as Kelsey <laughs> so eloquently put it, your brainstem gets janked. It's an industry term. It's an industry term. <laughs> Apparently it's a new industry term. Okay, but you older. can
3: picture that your brainstem is getting janked, which makes sense. It's like a descriptive
1: term. Yeah. Smushed. Janked. Totally. I get it. Squeeged. squeeze, <laughs> Squeeged? <Yeah>. No. <laughs> I'll go with janked over squeeged. This right. <laughs> sounds
0: not right, you know?
1: Yeah, it sounds not right. It sounds like you had syphilis or something. (laughs) Isn't it? You you become bonkers with syphilis. (laughs) You've lost all complete control. Cushing's (laughs) trying. Let's get three. Take three three um it is a series of three symptoms that is caused by increased intracranial pressure within the brain so if your brain has increased swelling so maybe there's a fluid you know in there like blood or something like that your blood is or your brain is literally a golf ball sized you know blood mass right Mm. or a tumor or something like that um you will actually start to see the pressure within the skull rise. And as it rises, your brain gets... Janked. Janked. And, <laughs> and eventually, your brain actually gets pushed down through... The foramen magnum. Yay. The big hole. The big hole the in big the bottom hole. of your brain... Or your bottom of your skull, I should say, and your brainstem literally gets crushed. So your brainstem controls all of those like non-thinking the important parts, functions. Right, all of the important functions of your of your brain, Breathing. right? You know, yeah, your heart rate, your breathing, your, you know, responsiveness, Mm -hmm. your blood pressure, all of those important functions of life are controlled within the brainstem. So the the typical three signs that you're going to see are hypertension, bradycardia. And then those irregular respirations. And this could just be shallow. It could be slow. Or it could be a combination of whatever the heck it wants to throw out there. There really is no, like, you're going to see this. It's going to be like Kussmaul's. It could be anything. Um, And typically, before you get to Cushing's, because, again, Cushing's is a very late sign, you'll see the hypertension because... As the, as the pressure increases within the, within the skull, your heart still has to get blood to the brain, but it also has to overcome the pressure now that's in the brain. So your blood pressure is going to rise to still try and perfuse the noodle, um... So you're going to see the hypertension typically early on, and you'll also see the heart rate start to rise. You'll start to see like tachycardia, and then it'll slowly start to go drift back down. And we even saw that with with say, this lady. We're, we're she we're started s- off at like a hundred, right. and, now and we're then at 70. right now she was starting yeah. to you know slow down into the seventies. Not really bradycardic, but, but she's on the from trend down. Where
0: we were to where we are now, her blood pressure didn't drop.
1: Right. It only increased. It, it only increased. went up. Yeah. Right. I mean, we, it increased twenty in points
0: rate. systolic alone, and we saw almost a um, an inverse decrease in the uh, in the heart rate. So right, yep, and probably, um, probably
1: yeah, and you know, this is yeah, these along with are the status
0: changes and everything else too. Yeah.
1: Well, and that's it. She was that's a primary why, candidate for the triangle. She was a primary candidate for the triangle, um, maybe not getting quite to actually herniating, but I think she was on her way there. Absolutely, um, the oh, yeah, other
0: the respirations, the change in respiratory yep. rate. Too. Yep. Yeah, yeah. A... she became yeah,
2: shallow, she was twenty, slower. and then she went to twelve yeah. and shallow.
1: Yeah. Oh. Um, the other thing that I I think we need to touch base on, you kind of touch base on it a little bit, was, you know, this 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 paramedic was looking for stroke-like symptoms that were consistent with an ischemic stroke, but not necessarily. A hemorrhagic stroke they were kind of looking like all strokes are under these symptoms and that's not really that's not really accurate when you're looking at a hemorrhagic stroke you can see different things right you start to see anxiety or kind of like a, a distressed uh demeanor right she really wasn't but you can uh you see headache the altered mental status fatigue You know the fatigue, the nausea nausea with vomiting sometimes. Right, you will start to see seizures eventually in a lot of the patient population. That's why she went down. You never know, right? If it was something that started before the fall, right? Absolutely, you know, right? Um, Typically, with um, with an ischemic stroke, you will see you know, like one-sided weakness or one-sided paralysis. Whereas with a bleed, you can see both. So like you can see the one-sided weakness or you can see global weakness. They're weak everywhere, right? She was complaining of global fatigue. She had both weakened grip strengths. It wasn't one over the other. To me, that's global weakness, Right. Um, You can get that, you know, one or uh, both side paralysis with bleeds because they're affecting multiple portions of the brain at once. They're not just affecting one spot because one spot isn't getting perfused. Right. Pupil changes. That's one thing we didn't mention. No one ever checked pupils. EMT. If I can fault one thing, Mm. they never checked the pupils. Right. So pupillary changes. In bleeds, they become dilated, they can go blown, they can become unequal, they can just be sluggish and normal and just take forever and a day to get somewhere. The worst off is if you start to see that like glaring stare. Typically, you'll start to see people stare like up and towards the left um, or up and towards the right, depending on what side the bleed is on. Um, that's never good, never good. Um, the dysphagia, we brought it yeah. up before, right The inability to speech, the uh, you know the aphasia, which is the complete inability to speech. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't really see it with with this lady, but you might see like ataxia or that impaired coordination. Mm-hmm. Um, she really they didn't give her an opportunity to really move a lot on her own to see. Um, what about nystagmus? Right? They didn't check for that. We don't really check for nystagmus, which is like involuntary eye motions. That's what this is literally what the cops are taught to right. be like, Hey, so you're drunk. drunk. Yeah. Right? Your your eye will like flicker one way or the other.
2: I feel like they had enough information to paint their picture though. I'm not saying they didn't. They didn't look at pupils, like would that have changed anything for them? I mean, maybe it could have got the medic to stay if the pupils
1: I don't. I normal, honestly don't I really know. Don't I mean, so. you, there's been plenty of times where I've, you know, checked pupils and you know, okay, they're sluggish, they're normal, whatever, right. and then later on in the call, I'm like, okay, you know, now they're staring up into the left. I'm like, oh well, their stroke just got worse. Right. Yeah, and, you know, that's, right. and that's and about just, it.
2: But I, you know? I
0: mean, who's to say if it wasn't you know one blown, one not that they yeah. would have even. Put yeah, two the, and the, two medic, the medic would have went, oh, well, yeah, oh so, it's fine. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. Yep. Um, and and come out with, she's drunk.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she was probably drinking. You
1: know. And the last two things is just remember your posturings, right? Your yep. decortigate and your diserberate posturings you and what each are. So when you, with decortigate, you're bringing everything towards the core, right? So towards the breastbone, you're going to start to see the hands curl up, the arms curl up into the core. And discerberate is everything kind of flattens out like a board, and your arms go down towards the floor, and they start to spread and stuff. Your feet will go flat, and you kind of lay out like a board. Which one's worse? Discerberate. Not bueno. Like decorget, people can come back from that. Discerberate, you're pretty much herniating at that point in time um so that's again way down the road but things to be looking for in head bleeds you know head bleeds a hemorrhagic stroke all things to be aware of sometimes you're not looking for that facial droop because they might not have it so uh anything for you guys to add and and just
0: uh, yeah i was just gonna say i mean and the whole you know we'll what caused it? I mean, mm-hmm. does it really freaking matter? Yeah, that's right? my right. You my know, favorite I
2: mean, question people will be like, "Well, what? Why did this happen?"
1: Like, it's not,
0: Yeah, it's not important for us. The chicken to know. or the egg right. come first. I don't you know, fucking I mean, know. She's gonna get her head corked when she gets there anyway. Well, you know, and that's it. I don't right. think. You know? I
1: don't think knowing. You know, having to know 100. percent This is the diagnosis. What but it, you've got right. in front of you. Right. It's Look at it. Do you say, right. "Hey, you
0: know,
1: well,
2: this, this is right. a neuro event." Yeah, was it right. ischemic or hemorrhagic? Like. Who cares? Yeah. Right.
0: I
1: didn't, that. I didn't go to... Unless, you know, hold on. I think sometimes it does matter. School. I mean, remember, <laughs> like, our third episode where we talked about the MI versus stroke guy, right? That paramedic wanted to give meds for the MI. I think in that sense, it would matter whether they have a bleed right. or an ischemic stroke. But again, those are situational. Yeah. You know, if, if, if I'm doing, you know, one of 100 stroke calls of a year... I'm going to go, okay, they're having a stroke. Yeah. Do, do Is there evidence that I believe that it's a hemorrhagic over an ischemic? Yes. Right. But I don't know. But does it matter? Right. I mean, hell, For this the li- patient, the no. li- was. I don't know if you were on the list. I last. was there. She you had were the on the list. Yeah, she had tumors. I was 100% she was stroking out. 100%. Yeah, but that would mimic it
2: because it's raising the ICP because well, there's not it. enough space
1: up and there. And that was it. 100%. I was like, nope. We we have a full-blown stroke here, and we get to the ER, we look at, you know, the CT, and it's, you know, like four tumors that were all, you know, like poker chip size. Okay. No bleed, no ischemia, no nothing, just stuff in her head. You know, again, going to mimic right. strokes. But I treated it like a stroke nonetheless. As long as you're going to treat the doc it the same. Like it was, well, that's like the thing. All yeah. of that, right. you know. The thing is,
0: is, with this one, it didn't matter whether it was oh, it's, it's her didn't take her meds, or she, you know, something happened before she hit the floor. They or were trying to shove the square peg the in floor. the round hole. It doesn't matter. It, the, what you have in front of you is all that matters. And that's it. That should have dictated your level of care. And I
1: think that's where the confirmation bias got in to at least the paramedics point of view where the EMT kept that confirmation bias away and was like, I'm seeing what's in front of me. I'm looking at the information. I'm processing it. This is what we got. We have a neurological event. Whereas the paramedic was sitting there going, Oh, well, I just missed lunch. I just want to get out of here. I'll just make it something so I don't have to do it. That's at least what it seemed like to me. So uh, if there's nothing else, we will see you guys in two weeks. Stay strong. Stay safe. Donuts. (laughs) So glad I don't have to do
0: it (laughs) anymore. I'm like, wait, why are you looking at me?
3: Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you'd like more information on the podcast or to send us a call to review, visit medicmaterials.com forward slash podcast. To learn more information, like us on Facebook at medicmaterials.edu, EDU or watch our weekly instructional videos on the Medic Materials YouTube channel.